Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up right now. And you can use my invite link. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N dot com slash R slash Divina 141. Rakuten.com slash R slash Divina 141. Happy shopping and make some money. Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Michael Goddard. We are discussing his book, A New Now, Your Guide to Mastering Wisdom Daily, Achieving Equilibrium, and Empowering Your Nobler Self. It's a powerful guide to becoming your most aware self. It's uh, about how to get to and stay at equilibrium and how we can access higher consciousness and lead a meaningful and peaceful, joyful life of purposeful service to yourself and others. Now, this is a topic a lot of people are trying to achieve and master. This book has Treasure of 33 Wisdoms, 11 Loving Wisdoms, the 11 Guiding Wisdoms, and the 11 Evolutionary Wisdoms. You will go back to this book over and over again. It is really wonderful, and I really enjoyed reading it and having this conversation with him. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Michael Goddard. I live in Palm Springs, California. Uh, and I've been writing uh, spiritual articles and books for for decades um, and also carrying on a very involved uh, tax practice. And my most recent book is A New Now, Your Guide to Mastering Wisdom Daily, Achieving Equilibrium, and Empowering Your Nobler Self. And I follow a path of bhakti and Shabbat yoga. Amazing. And I read the book probably within two hours. And I think I'm going to keep going back to it over and over. That's the type of book that you have written. And it was just filled with so much wisdom and so much insight. So I'm really excited to ask you some questions on it. But first, I want to start with our equilibrium. What does our equilibrium consist of? Well, equilibrium is is basically... uh, Dynamic balance is basically being at your spiritual center when you are most centered, present, positive, confident. I list about 10 adjectives that describe what's uh, being in in, uh, a state of equilibrium. Equilibrium goes hand in hand with, with wisdom. It enables you to respond rather than react to situations and mm-hmm. and come from a higher place, a place of higher consciousness. That's great. And if we are not in a constant tranquil state, does that will that regularly cause disease or illness? Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, a, a lot of um, physicians and, and writers uh, maintain that stress is the root of all disease, mm-hmm. and uh, being in equilibrium really. You're, you're transcending any stress. When stressors do come, you're able to, to deal with them with presence of mind and from your higher mind. Um, I, I devote a lot of time to distinguishing between higher mind, habitual mind, and lower mm-hmm. mind. 
and higher mind is uh, your mind is a vast spectrum of worlds and activities. Uh, you right. can compare it to all kinds of, of climates. And your your higher mind is when you are most conscious, kind, empathetic, uh, coming from a place of service. Your your lower mm-hmm. mind is the uh, mind that often is in control when you're uh, really at the victim of your, your senses and whatever captures your attention. So being in equilibrium, you, you have a, a, a much, you're empowered to be uh, coming from a place of higher mind. Mm. Okay. Do you think you've been somebody who has been coming from a place of higher mind or did you struggle to get here? Well, that's a really interesting question, Davina, uh, because in my most recent book, uh, mm-hmm. In Search of Lost Lives, it's a spiritual memoir in which I recover 71 human lives and 17 animal wow. lives and uh, in great detail, and there's a, a lot of uh, beautiful spirituality in it. Um, I, I discovered and recovered when my uh, higher mind and lower mind were in balance and when my mm. higher mind became prominent uh predominant most a majority of the time and that happened uh 12 lives back when i lived in tibet uh and i was a very high up government uh, official uh wow. and that's that really uh began to uh, put a lot of energy into my search for enlightenment uh, became because I came in contact with two Buddhist monks who mm-hmm. I realized were much higher than normal everyday human beings. Uh, that was a fascinating life. And if you go through that book, uh, you mm-hmm. can see how my search for enlightenment uh, focused and accelerated life after life after that, particularly um, my last five lives. Uh, mm-hmm. and particularly the last the last three lives, so um my higher mind is i'm I'm grateful to say predominant uh, most of the time um, and people who meditate typically i I've, I've been finding they are uh, with friends i I can sense usually mm-hmm. uh, if their higher mind is predominant um, so luckily, I had done a lot of the work in evolution and past lives but there's no time like the presence. I mean, you can enter a new <laughs> That's now true. every moment um, and develop an awareness of when your lower mind has taken control and acting out. So this book is a, really a, a self-experiential participatory book. You're working mm-hmm. with your awareness and consciousness as you read the book, and uh, it's just the perfect book, as you mentioned uh, for going it back is. to and working with it. Very much so. I'm just curious about your past lives a bit. I found that people who tend to have, in this current life, tend to have, they become authors, speakers, healers. They remember several lives of actually being terrible people or accessing that lower mind. Did you have also that experience that you found it, you found yourself in a life that just when you saw that that's who you were, it kind of disgusted you or made you sad? Or did you have that experience oh, with any of them? Oh, 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, I thought your question was going to go in a different direction when you were talking <laughs> really? about healers because, um, like I had from an early age, and a strong interest in herbs and belief in mm. them, and I recovered two lives when I was an herbalist. And wow, uh, the book describes great. how I became an herbalist. But I believe you're asking, uh, did I recover any lives that were... Yes kind of made me cringe, so to speak. Yes, uh, yes. I cringe. certainly did, and that's why I mentioned, uh, and that's why it's in the book, uh, The mm-hmm. 17 Animal Lives. Um, Ooh, and most of okay. them I describe uh, resulted from uh, um, my actions in a life tipping the balance uh, of mm. karma, so to speak, when I didn't deserve to be reborn as a human. I committed wow. such hurtful acts that I had to come back as an animal. And these mm-hmm. acts really ranged the gamut, Davina. Um, wow, I'm getting from, chilled I, as you tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, there were some things I did that many people wouldn't think twice about. Uh, to oh. give you a quick uh, example. Of yeah, that, sure. I, um, yeah, of course. There was a life, uh, and of course, you, you know, I'm not in the space where I have immediate recall of the lives, but there was right. a life uh, in in what is now called the country Serbia when I was living in, in just sort of a, a very, um, um, I mean, this was like, uh, I'd have to check my lives, 600. Actually, I can do that if you just hold on a, a moment. Sure. I, can, I love this conversation. <laughs> I, oh, great. Great. Um because I, I have my uh, list of lives here. I recovered all my last 50 lives. And, that's pretty, um, that's a high number. That's a high number. I haven't spoken to someone who remembers well, that many. Yeah, what was so great? Well, I discovered um, that, well, actually, I had done some preparation work between lives. And mm, I discovered yeah. after I kind of recovered everything that explained who I am today, I yeah. realized I could kind of go back to where where I wanted to. Um, uh, okay. Okay. This is um, I'm, I'm looking at these were mainly like around 1500 before the common. Uh, wow. Era. And I I think this was in um, Montenegro. Anyway, I Ooh. had um, a, a daughter. What is now the country of Montenegro? And mm-hmm. um, you know, my wife had just you know done her clothes and. I had taken her for a walk, and she decided to play in puddles, and she got her new smock all wet and dirty, and it was cold that day. So I basically made her stay in her wet clothes and go without food all day uh, as a good lesson. Uh, oh, and gosh. I did th- yeah, and that was <laughs> fairly cruel, but I think a lot of parents do much worse things to teach their yeah. kids uh, a-, a lesson. And anyway, Thank that you. tipped the balance. I had done other things that were hurtful. So uh, I, I came back uh, as a rabbit in that life, if I recall uh, correctly. But the very, yeah, but the very first life I recovered, uh, the trigger was reading uh, some mystical poetry. Um, and I suddenly was kind of catapulted back into a life when I was a ruler of a medium-sized country. And I considered myself an enlightened ruler. However, mm-hmm. um, it was a very peaceful planet. However, there was a, a war going on by a country I was sort of uh, don't, didn't feel that confident about. So I started uh, an unnecessary uh, war with a neighboring country. 
which resulted in the unnecessary deaths of over 260,000 men, women, and children. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> and uh, oh, and wow. when I recovered that, I literally just kind of fell to the floor and uh, curled into a ball and, you know, begged for forgiveness. Well, that life, uh, as a more extreme example, I did not come back as an animal. Uh, I went to what I call a state of reformation, which people mm-hmm. in common parlance would call a hell, where I, I did a lot of uh, character cleansing, where I went through what seemed like an eternity of suffering before I cleared out much of the karma, but not all of it, uh, until I could incarnate uh, again. Um, So um, coming, coming to higher consciousness, most of us are not meant to recover our past lives. We are not. We are not. That is, you know, one of the tough uh, rules of, of being in the physical this is really uh, a school when we come down and we hope to do our best. And and that's really one of the purposes of um, A New Now. I um, When I was um, working on my last book, for which I wrote 15 articles and seven Q&A interviews, when I had free time, I would take notes because I was really missing uh, writing a new book. And I Mm-hmm. An idea came through to me through uh, higher consciousness. So I just had a grouping of, of notes. And I thought, well, I'm just going to go off somewhere and see if this is a book. So I went to Florida, actually, both the East and West Coast. And I mm-hmm. remember um, sitting in a vegetarian restaurant, uh, and there were only three guests there. There was me and a, a young couple. They must have been. 20 years old, and they were busy taking pictures of uh, the entire meal to post on social media. And it, it hit me, you know, if I was in my 40s and dying quickly of pancreatic cancer, and I had twins, a 20-year-old boy and, and girl, youths, you know, this is the book I would want to leave for them. It would yeah. be, be you know, the best advice and guide I could give them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So that really, yeah, and and I kind of kept them in mind often as I wrote the book and inspired That's me to true. work further. But but this is really good for anyone. I mean, if I had a, yeah, a sister who had worked all her life, uh, you know, fifty hours a day while raising a family and doing more than her fair shares, and she finally mm-hmm. got to retire, this would be the book for her because I pose a lot of questions, and a lot of them are the immortal questions which people yes. don't really have time to ponder. There's a lot of pondering when you read this book, for sure. <laughs> well said. But you know what my favorite, one of my favorite parts were when, probably because I kind of would struggle with this when I was younger, the idea that we need to accept that a lot of our relationships are temporary. Because, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's just that part, it kind of hit me and I like studied it extra close, but I just want, I want you to explain like why we just need to accept that a lot of people just come and go and that we're supposed to learn certain lessons from them and that just relationships are temporary. So. Sure. So you mean um, you were like hurt or or went through emotions when people went out of your life? Yes. Yes. I think it was maybe the past two, three years. 
I had a few people leave my life where I could really sit and say, you know what, like the timing, the timing was right. Like they needed to leave. But before that, if I lost like some kind of relationship or somebody just, you know, didn't uh, make the effort anymore and then I was too tired to make the effort, I took it as, you know, I've been rejected. But I yes. think it's been recent. Yeah, I yes. think it comes with being in this field and the wisdom you acquire from speaking to a lot of people. I think that really helps me. So thank you for that part. That was oh, great. you're you're most welcome. And actually, you've, <laughs> you've hit on one of my prime issues. Um, when COVID came, all my local mm-hmm. friends all the way, but one, um, they were just not available for doing anything. And that's been mm-hmm. really one of toughest um, lessons, because um, I'm extremely loyal, and I mm-hmm. uh, I always find myself in relationships when I initiate contact, and then yes. I realize, oh, have they ever, has there ever been any reciprocity? Um, mm-hmm. And and that's tough uh, for me, because I'm, I'm very diligent, but there's so many good analogies, and and in writings by saints, you know, we ju- we just come here for a temporary time. We're like travelers uh, who who get off at a train stop to overnight and come together in an inn and then go our separate ways the next morning. Some people will be on the same train with you. Others will be on a different train going in a different direction. That's a hard lesson for you to learn. Yeah. I mean, you can be going along in a marriage and uh, this just happened to my wonderful, wonderful optometrist. And uh, he went hiking, which is a very popular activity here. And at the age of 49, he had a heart attack on the mountain and died. Okay. Uh, oh, no. And it's a tra- tragedy, but um, that was his time to go. Uh, I mm-hmm. know it was devastating for his really wonderful daughters and uh, his wife, who, who, whom I met and worked with. So we each have a time. Um, you know, a lot of people don't believe in, in destiny. Um, I I do, but the Me thing too. is, <laughs> yeah, I do. But you know, we we usually don't have privy to to the future. I mean, sometimes I do, but we, if you try to figure it out, you're. It's just sort of like we're we're on a long trek, and much of the time we're in valleys, and maybe we can see the hill uh, in front of us but it's blocking everything behind it. So we don't really know what's coming. Um, uh, And that's why, you know, I had actually been expecting a pandemic um, for Mm -hmm. quite some time. Uh, Mm. So I wasn't that surprised uh, when it happened. It was like, why hasn't it happened uh, sooner? Um, Uh Uh-huh. This is what I'm getting from all my guests. But we also really? get into this. So we all have predicted something. I sent something very bad happening. I didn't know it was a pandemic or to this extent. I just remember New Year's Eve 2020 sitting with a lot of anxiety, not excited for the year. Oh, And yeah, people would yeah. say, what's wrong, Zavina? What's wrong, Zavina? And I couldn't put it into words, just the constant anxiety and just despair I was feeling. Well, yeah, well, you're you're very tuned in. I mean, that really recalled uh, when I moved from Marin County, which is just over the Golden Gate from San Francisco um, to San Francisco. And I didn't really want to move, but I, I needed to be closer to work, and my life was really more active mm-hmm. there. And when I moved, I just knew I would be there for three years, 
and then I'd uh-huh. have to move because of a disaster. And I thought, well, what disaster would it be? And the only thing that came to mind was the big earthquake. Um, wow. Well, three years exactly, I, I moved to um, Orange County temporarily, uh, and it was a different uh, disaster, actually. It was a health, a health crisis um, that people were going through. Um, uh-huh. And and so that was right, but but um, usually we don't we don't get these things. But we don't the get these things. The book, no. yeah, yeah, but one of the whole points of the book is I keep coming back to intuition, and there are a number mm-hmm. of sections that address that. And intuition yeah. is really something you can develop, and uh, mm-hmm. the book really guides you for. Often we'll get intuitions, but we're not aware of them or we ignore them. Um, it, it gives you ways to focus on them and unravel them. Uh, sometimes yeah. it may be a step-by-step process of of holding something and, and figuring it out. So the book is really designed to empower people to live your best life moment to moment with awareness. I posed the essential question, how can I live as my aware self? And then the mm-hmm. book goes on to, to illustrate that. Absolutely, yes. And I also enjoyed the part about managing our desires and how that's very important and the pros of it. So could you also give us our, like your best tips to manage our desire? Yes, well, I mean, desire is, is the juice that runs the the, the universe, um, you know, the creation, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> um, when the lower mind is predominant, you're, you're basically run by your desires and of course, mm-hmm. desires run the whole gamut. I mean, basically, the lower mind is enthralled to the senses. Um, so it's it's important to distinguish between uh, desires. I mean, you can have a desire to eat um, Oreos, you know, ice cream. What Oreos? What <laughs> Oreo, did you say? Oreos. I said Oreos. Oreos. Which my I, vice. I actually yeah. love. Uh, there's an ice cream I used to get at the theater, which was closed, which was chocolate Oreo ice cream. It was Oreos oh, yeah, and ice okay. cream. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. They made it there, actually. So you could have a dessert to eat it. Um, but, I mean, you could eat gallon after gallon and get yeah. sick, or you could eat a, a moderate uh, portion. So it's really important to be conscious of your desires and mm-hmm. to know where they're they're taking you. I mean, obviously, people can have noble desires to mm-hmm. to, um, to help children in Africa have desks and school supplies so they can go to school to pay for their tuition. And there are so many people now on our planet who who are ennobled people and are doing wonderful things. And yes, there are they also are. people who are doing the opposite, who like to use their power to trap women and have their way with them. So um, one thing I think the book does is make you aware of your desires and where where they take you and how to choose between them um, exactly. And actually the book, um, in one of the sections that may be misleading, The Wisdom of Grooming, uh, oh yes, I wanted to ask about that too. That was interesting. Oh, okay, go ahead because that's a <laughs> question that people will think this seems awfully superficial. Why is that in there? Uh, so go ahead, Davina. No, the thing is, I actually was speaking to my mom about it because she would always say, like, when you look your best, you feel your best. It's a 
sign of respect. You're respecting yourself. You're respecting other people. You want them to see the best version of yourself. And yes, you can in a way change your, um, des- you said like change your destiny in a way just by like looking better. And I kind of agree uh, with that. Like, it's like if well, you go well, to a not, job not, interview. Well, no, it's not like that. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, that may be one aspect. I, I first uh, differentiate between three levels of grooming: uh, physical, okay. emotional, and mental, and yeah. spiritual. Uh, mm-hmm. And they can work separately or together, depending on what you are grooming and your awareness. And um, Got it. <clears throat> I remember uh, when I was just initiated onto my current path, I was going out to eat or something with a friend uh, who was had a pretty strong spiritual ego. And I said, mm-hmm. let me just brush my hair before we go out. And he said, oh, you know, you, you have to watch your ego. And it was sort of like, uh, he was really off base because, first of all, you could be doing uh, spiritual repetition or spiritual uh-huh. work while you're doing it. But it's also an opportunity to love yourself, uh, and that's important. And yourself is really the soul, which is a, a spark of the uh, supreme being. So I kind of go into that explanation to kind of elevate physical grooming. And then I discuss... Um, you know, emotional and, and mental grooming. Mm-hmm. In Very important. Aspects. But the the part that is different, I feel, and I, I think is a boon for people uh, that I've never seen done before as a book, is that I discuss spiritual grooming. Uh, and, and part of my being informed about this is my knowledge of my past lives. So I, I write that um, you do have the opportunity to groom yourself spiritually spiritually. Um, It's an opportunity, whether or not you believe in reincarnation, I'm pretty bold when I write this. Uh, I say it's Mm -hmm. going to happen. (laughs) And after you die, at some point, your mind and soul will be stationed in another physical form. And Mm -hmm. I ask, why not seize the opportunity now to take charge of your destiny? You can decide what is your main priority and groom yourself for its realization. So I basically break it down into four choices. And here we come back to desires. You can pursue your worldly desires and goals without regard to your coming fates. So you can just live as if you, you're you here to um, pursue your desires. Now, I have a, a friend, I think, who is really fairly spiritual. But what I get mm. from him is he is really here to have every kind of experience under the sun. He goes oh, okay. to the most exotic places. He's got wow. lots of money. Uh, he He's here to experience things. So this first approach may be just actually what he needs to be doing. Uh, because we're also, we're, we're like desire machines. We're always paying off desires, which are the result of karmas, and we're creating new karmas, which will give rise to new desires. So the the second option is Decide what you wish to achieve for the remainder of this life, but also the next, and work toward that end. So perhaps you're, uh, you've been trying to be a musician or a writer, but you've had to earn your living and raise your family, and you've mm-hmm. had limited time. I mean, some people are blessed when they break out in their early 20s or teens, and they become major actors or musicians at a very young right. age. It's sort of like, Wow, you know, and it's it's easy to become jealous of those people. 
maybe you're just one of those people who pursued it at that age, but then, you know, you, you had to earn a living and you only had limited time. Well, if this is something you can work toward. Um, maybe you can, you know, change your job, uh, rearrange your schedule, or even when you retire, you can devote yourself to that. Now, somebody like, let's use Mozart as an example. I mean, oh. he's undeniably one of the great geniuses that we know about. Yeah. He didn't just come in with a blank slate and create all that transcendent music out of thin air. You know, my take, and I don't know what his past lives were by name measure or what he experienced between lives, is that he did a lot of preparation probably between lives. And he may probably, have tried his, yeah. Probably, and he may have tried his hand at composing in his last or two lives prior. So he kind of worked up to that place. So, I mean, if you have a burning desire to write uh, transcendent music that will uplift people, you can work mm -hmm. with that. And if that becomes like a primary desire, it's going to what I call congeal into uh, a destiny karma. So that's like I love your, that, yes. Yeah, so that's that's really kind of giving people um, the, the ticket to, to do that. And that may be part of their path. That may be their path that they need to become aware of. The third option is like when you, you know, well, I'm remembering when I uh, came back as an animal, and it wasn't because of doing something horrible. It was actually the first life I recovered when I was a woman on another planet. I was mainly women to begin with. Um, Interesting. And I, had six, and I had six children. Actually, that was a great boon I write about uh, in In Search of Lost Lives because it gave me such a great foundation of empathy and mm -hmm. uh, understanding and, and all the good feminine qualities. Well, I'd had six children, which was actually the highest number of children I, I've ever had as a human, um, and I was pretty tuckered out. And I'm I sure. just wanted to <laughs> kick back and be taken care of. Um, uh, and no, actually, this is a life when I, I I'm, I'm mixing up lives. When I, I came back as an animal, as, as a good life, but mm. um, and I actually don't have any lives uh, for the third option is when you you really perform selfless service uh, and and actually you earn a place in a heaven, and it can be what I call a bespoke heaven, which is sort of a heaven in like uh, some part of the <laughs> astral realm, which is just tailor-made for you to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And there are many mind and soul entities that are uh, in heavens for an eternity. Um, basically, the higher inner regions, which don't contain the physical, are heavens pretty much in and of themselves, more or less, mm -hmm. uh, unless they're designated hells. So you can kind of... This is kind of strategic, and, and I can't say whether it would work particularly for anyone, but that's definitely that came through from higher consciousness, is that if you really kind of keep your ego at bay and do selfless service really totally sincerely, uh, you can end up in heaven. And, um, and that would be for a seeming eternity. Of course, it might slow down your spiritual evolution, so if, on the other hand, you've had a lot of suffering and you're just mm -hmm. plain tired of it, more than you just want to rest, like when I was a woman with six children, 
but you've had horrible suffering, uh, which I've had. It's physical life. People just think it's just over the top what I've gone through. Uh, but that I was meant to go through it. Then you right. can seek a spiritual path so you don't have to come back, so you don't have mm. to reincarnate. And that was what I came and This is why, I mean, at the age, right after, three weeks after I turned 11, I really dedicated my life to figuring out what is death and winning an existence of pure bliss wow. for eternity. So, but I didn't come in, I mean, I, I didn't just get, you know, have a light bulb turn on in my head thinking, oh, this is what I'm going to do. No, I've, right. been seeking, I've been seeking for several lives prior. So, yeah. so the importance of this section, and it comes early in the book, it's, it's one of the 11 loving wisdoms. Uh, the importance of this section is that you can really, really take stock of your life and clarify which option you want to choose. Uh, and that's really taking responsibility of your life uh, and doing it without any judgment. Um, and this is all, and again, this may be all part of your, your destiny to really come to terms yeah. with your life. So you'd say that is the most important loving wisdom to take, uh, like take account and to take just well, well, the knowledge. It, it, yeah, it could be. Um, it's definitely, uh, for me, it's, it's one of them. I mean, it's one of the ones mm-hmm. I was most happy to write. But the thing okay. is, yeah. um, one week, one month, there may be one of the 33 wisdoms that is really most essential for you. Mm-hmm. That's why it's it's good to have the book available and turn to it as you can. Yeah. It's also why um, I write about the journey journal. Um and that's the means, I mean, so many people who are seekers, and I'm sure a lot of people who listen to you and people you work with are, uh, they're seekers yeah. after the truth, they're seekers after the healing. Um, <clears throat> that's why, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them have read a lot of books that have been practical and or inspiring and interesting. But you read it and maybe you remember one or two things, and then a few weeks later, you know, uh, it'd be hard to... Uh, recapitulate what you read. So I write about the journey journal as a way of capturing the most value for the book, of writing down your experiences, what to work with. And then on my website, uh, I have a download in a Word document, which is basically the table of contents. All the 33 wisdoms, you know, in their uh, the loving wisdoms, the guiding wisdoms, mm-hmm. the evolutionary wisdoms, the 10 keys for achieving equilibrium. You can just download the table of contents and um, write within that. Uh, if you're, you know, like if you're working on the wisdom of grooming, you can write down your thoughts, impressions, feelings, uh, things to do in the future, or just use it as a guide. And, and you know, uh, you can take it in any form. But uh, it's good if it's searchable because then you can kind of keep track of where you're going on your journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. So I encourage uh, I anybody oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, who, sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> who who does get the book to, to, to start one. And you can download, if you have Word, um, the journey journal from my website, which is goddard.com, spelled G-O-D for God and Dart, D-A-R-T for Tom. 
terrific. Thank you for mentioning that. I just wanted to get into, um, before I get into my last question, just the idea of discipline. Mm -hmm. Do you think that people are born with it or it's a skill to be learned? Well, it's something that um, people may have to some extent, they may have worked on Mm -hmm. uh, in in a prior life or or, uh, between lives. Um, but it's something you can definitely build, and it's something, I mean, discipline is a very important part of my path, and it's something, you know, people like to to shirk with, uh, shirk from, but mm-hmm. it, um, it's really important, and it's a way of, of honoring and empowering uh, what you're doing. Uh, it's a way of, of showing up. Um, did you have anything you wanted to read from that in, in particular, or... Uh, want me to uh, have any it's questions? more, yes, it's more now another part that I really liked reading was about looking to others for advice, like having discipline to really look more to yourself and not seeking out so much advice from others. So I wanted to just get into that, how that pertains to that. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad you brought up that. It's such a key Yeah, because that to I, me is like... <laughs> Oh like, yeah, I need to ask him about this. So please. Yeah, that's that's so brilliant. I mean, I had such a kind of a toxic uh, self-esteem, bef- mm-hmm. uh, like in my twenties. Uh, uh, before I made a decision, I felt I had to go to five friends and ask them first what they thought, uh, and then make the decision. And I ha- uh, had this terrible habit of asking people for advice, which was weird uh, because you know I have. A, a, uh, good intelligence and uh, mm-hmm. obviously now good intention, but uh, the main discipline you'll follow in learning how to heighten um, your attention is 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 uh, discipline, and it's something you would ordinarily shirk from, um, um, and but you can do this without criticizing uh, yourself, and you can mm-hmm. follow through on on making a commitment. Basically, this is a, a loving wisdom. And um, by d- developing your um, your intuition and your attention, you can learn how to make decisions on your own. I have still have friends who go to psychics all the time, you know, mm-hmm. who, who who get readings. But sure. the whole one of the, the the underlying ideas of the book is you're really kind of the ultimate source of knowing what's best for you. You uh, are. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good to get uh, people's feedback and to distinguish whether it's impartial whether or whether they have an axe to grind or whether they're really looking through uh, a tinted glass, which is not the best tint for you. But um, discipline is, is really um, being able to, to rely on your, yourself. Um, yeah, I mean you're you're the engine of your life basically, rather than outsourcing. I love that. You're the engine of your life. Don't outsource. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> that just came to uh, me. <laughs> I love it. You should uh, trademark that. <laughs> yeah. The challenge for an author, I just want to point out to your listeners, and um, yeah, is like you know, writing a book word by word, day by day, mm-hmm. is such a different experience from talking about it because, you know, I don't, you know, I mean, I'm, when I reread parts of my book, I'm thinking, I wrote that. When did that happen? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. you know. So I, I try to do my best in interviews, um, but I also, I don't have perfect, you know, I don't even have 5% recall of, of what I wrote, but but it's good. I mean, you're, I, I love your questions. They're absolutely Thank right. Thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. You did, you did great. Thank you for coming on. Where can everybody find you by the book? Yes, um, they can find me and find all kinds of information. And also, I think there are nine interviews uh, posted on the website, goddard.com. Again, that's G-O-D for God, D-A-R-T for dot, dot com. And the book uh, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookshop.org, all kinds of uh, platforms. And the pub date is uh, May 15th. It's available as an ebook, a paperback, and a hardcover as well. And Fantastic. they can also, and I'll be posting on Facebook on uh, my page, More Bliss, also under More Michael Bliss. Goddard. And I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter. Oh, Twitter too? You tweet? <laughs> well, not not really. Uh, <laughs> Just, just, I'm going to get back into tweeting. Uh, You're you going know, to get back into tweeting. Yeah, my Facebook uh, posts were supposed to go automatically, but somehow they changed their algorithms, and uh, I just recently found, found out about it. But but I I will tweet. I mean, we this is also a great boon of the book as to give you an awareness and empowerment of how to interact with social media so it doesn't take over. Oh, yeah. Very good point. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I will be in touch with you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, you're so if you know me, I love to discover new wellness activities, and I found the perfect one that would make a great girls' night out, guys' night out, uh, great for date night gift. We have Mother's Day coming up, we have Father's Day coming up. Like, this is the best gift to get. So it's basically you're going to be floating in a tank with beautiful stars on top and the tank is filled with 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt. It has so many health benefits. It's great for stress, depression, anxiety. It's great for blood circulation and just great pain management. It's really fun to do. It's so relaxing. You'll take the best nap of your life. And they've been so kind to give a discount for my listeners. So if you mention Davina or the podcast Divine Healing by D, you'll get your first session for $59. That's about 30% off. It's not going to be the first only time you're going to go. You're going to just love to go after one time. So just go to Lift Huntington and mention my name to get your first session for $59. And let me know how it is and how much you love it. I'm sure you will. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, I really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.